Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell. We made it. It is Friday morning, the 3rd of February, 2023. Daniel Pedgrew with you, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 is our open line number, and you can text 0457-736-736. Lots to get through this morning before Joel and James Magnuson for breakfast this morning from 6am. For our Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of them and then Patton Heels along at 6am local time for you. Don't forget Vossie and Brandy back Monday week. Next week, Julian and Jaleesa uh, from Monday morning, 6am. Looking forward to that big show today. Chris Perkins in America. John Gallo will preview a big round of the EPL, but this man has had a very, very busy week. He's reinvented the birthday game on the breakfast show and he's in the studio now. Morning to you, Charles. Morning, and uh, I can't take any credit for uh, fixing the birthday game. That was mm. all Joel and Fletcher's mm. doing. Uh, they made the recommendations. I simply enacted them. Mm. So maybe I took a small part in uh, in rectifying it. Now, usual breakfast, uh, the producer, Ben, is away on holiday this week. Um, now, he is back on Monday. Now, Vossi and Brandy not back for another 10 days. How are we going to pitch the birthday game to him? Because we know... Ben loves the old style birthday game. I'm looking forward to how you're going to pitch this new style birthday game to him. Well, I think it's pretty simple. I mean, the the text line is blowing up about how much better it is. Yep. We got Paramat. Yep, we got we got tweeted about it. How mm. much how it's been revived. Mm. Uh, everyone in the office says it's a lot better. So mm. I think the overwhelming. Uh, noise about how better it is should get it over the line. I'll back you. Yeah. I'll I'm, be I'll be on your side. I'm quietly confident. Yeah, I hope you are. Uh, now, I would be avoiding Jimmy Smith in the office today, oh, which is probably please. always advisable anyway, but the Brisbane Heat over the Sydney Sixers, what happened? Oh, look, well, it's just that's just the nature of T20 cricket. Mm. Like, it's just uh, you, you rock up, you might not get a big score, and it just happens on the day that you don't get it. Like, it's nothing too much to read into about. I, I will say there's something wrong with the Big Bash finals when five of the eight teams can mm. qualify for the finals and the Brisbane Heat, who finished fifth, finished with a record of six, seven, and one. Mm. And still make the finals. And still make the finals. Like yeah. There's something seriously wrong with that. Um, I was playing Cricket 22 the other day, the great video game, and I was playing my Big Bash career mode. And Good I, research. Yeah, and I think I, I was like, I think I was eight and six, mm. and I finished like, and I finished second. Okay. And there were teams like in the, and I've had it got the hardest difficult. There were teams that made, um, made it fifth with a with a five and nine record, mm. which just goes like, which could happen any year where it's just two, three teams completely dominate. So I think they need to look into the final series a little bit. But congratulations to Heat, well done, win the Big Bash final. I couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I like. I, I, I know that that might sound like me, but it's, I really couldn't. I really don't care. The Sixers are uh, from their twenty overs made nine for hundred and sixteen. The Heat winning uh, with ten balls remaining, four wickets uh, also remaining. Um, the 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 big bash as a whole. 
The final tomorrow night, Perth up against Brisbane Heat. Will, will you be watching? Will no, you watch that? No, no? I'll be okay. It's, it's just dragged on, hasn't it? I, I, yeah. I, I think as soon as the Australian Open started, I lost complete interest in it. Yep. Um, and I sort of had in my mind, oh, when the Australian Open finishes, I'll get back into it. Mm. No, it, the, the, the flame has gone out. Like, mm. I, I just don't care, especially with the test stars going. Mm. Um, I know, I know they only left just recently, but I think that was in the back of my mind that they were going. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, well, there's been a lot of talk about how the Big Bash has been rejuvenated this year, and I think the test stars definitely did help it. I agree with you, though. Once the tennis starts, I think the Big Bash loses. I mean, there will still be some people that will watch the Big Bash over the tennis, but it loses a lot of momentum in those two weeks. And by the time the tennis is done, are people really that interested in switching back onto the Big Bash? Well, I, I think I think it was Lucky McCurdy who tweeted this out. Um, and forgive me if I get, I get it wrong who did, but mm. it was... I think he made the point that it's a Thursday night on a school night. Mm. Kids are yeah. back at school now. Parents yeah. are back at work mm. and have to think about school. Mm. So who's going to a Thursday night game at uh, mm. their CG, which will go on until 11 o'clock? Mm. Um, and also, who, who's watching when you have to go into work? And for you and I, when we've got to be here at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Like, I, 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 yeah I just think, I, I do think the Big Bash has made great strides this year to get mm. back to where it once was. Mm. I, I think it's actually been an excellent tournament. Yeah. I just think it's re- – I think – I'm glad they're changing it back to shorter games. 43 games next year. 43 games a lot because it's lost a lot of steam in the, that 45 games mm. to now period. And I, I think when the Big Bash – and I agree with you, this year has been better, but I think when the Big Bash was at the top of its game, it was a shorter season. It was done within a couple of months. Mm. This one has just dragged on, and that has happened for the past three, four, yeah. uh, five years. Well done to the Heat, though. They're into the final. They'll play the Scorchers tomorrow night. Look, that could be a good match. Who knows? Uh, I, I might. Actually, no, I won't watch it because I'm going to be at the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which I'm interested nice. uh, to hear Brooks's review on the breakfast show a little later on. Um, I'm impressed he's made it in, actually. <laughs> Me too. He looks pretty good, actually. He doesn't look like he's lost too much sleep. No, only, yeah, he looks very, very good. Now, uh, what's caught your eye in sport this week? Before I ask you something uh, about rugby league, anything caught your eye? Uh, I think the one off the bat is definitely uh, Tom Brady yep. retiring, the GOAT. Yep. yep. Um, I, I see just a lot of negativity when he was playing, and now he's retired. Everyone's like, oh, he's so great. He's so yep. Where was that when he was playing? Because yep. it should have been warranted, but that anyway, it doesn't matter. He retires as the greatest player of all time. Mm. I, that's not a dispute. I think all this talk about Patrick Mahomes, being, he'll overtake him. He needs to win at least five Super Bowls, in my opinion. doesn't need to get to that seven or eight mark. He needs to win five Super Bowls and over a long period of time. Mm. Um, I, I think the best part about Brady is his sustained success. Mm. He's been in the league since 2000. Mm. Been around a long time. Been around a long time, yeah. and he's maintained this really high level. Even this year, even though the Bucks weren't that great, mm. his team wasn't that great. He was still putting up really good numbers. Mm. Um, just didn't have the support around him. Um, and I think, and we saw like three or four game-winning drives this year mm. by the Bucks. Mm. If he wasn't there, if Brady wasn't there, they lose all those games. Yeah. So the fact that they finished eight and nine. At, at the end of the regular season, I think is more credit to him that they managed to even make the playoffs. And I tell you what, what a post career he has as well, walking straight into Fox, getting paid what three hundred and eighty million dollars over five years. It's 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 yeah. a good amount of money. Yeah, so something like that. Um, I, I did hear the only thing I don't like about that is that the current Fox um, analyst commentator have Greg Olson, who used mm. to play for the Carolina Panthers, mm. 
is fantastic. He's he's slotted into that. I think it might be his second year in the role, Greg mm. Olson, and he's been wonderful. He's yep. been one of the best um, announcers, American announcers I've I've heard in a while. So it's a shame that it's likely that he's going to get kicked out to with for Tom Brady. But I mean, when it's Tom Brady, just you know, yep. shine, shine the shit, on, shine the uh, shine the what? Shine the seat the on seat your okay. way out. Yes, exactly. Uh, good. A bit a tongue tied early on. A little morning. bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, before I let you go to go and prepare the great birthday game, how much work do you put into that birthday game? Do you start when you get in at five a.m. Uh, I, I usually have a look at the, the previous day to see mm. who's there and kind of shortlist it to a couple, and then I choose three. Okay. I yeah. look for, I look forward to today's edition. Uh, now, open the Daily Telegraph today. Now, if you've been listening to Joel and Fletch over the course of the week, Fletch, I don't know if he started the rumour. He, he started the He started the rumour? He started the He started? Rumor. Okay. Well, he believes uh, there's a strong chance Roger Tuivasa-Shek is going to come back to the Roosters. Now... Uh, this is main news. You saw it where? Seven and nine as well? I saw it seven. I saw nine. I've seen a couple of New Zealand publications pick it up. Yep. Uh, Daily Telegraph Today article by Paul Crawley as well. There is even statements from uh, Roger's manager uh, saying there has been no discuss- uh, discussion. Roger is 100% focused on trying to make the World Cup squad. There has been no discussions with the Roosters or anyone else for that matter. But he did say... He is off contract at the end of 2023 with New Zealand Rugby. They have made it clear that they want to retain him. But, again, Roger is not in the mind to even engage in that at the moment because he is focused on the next two or three months. I'd suggest inside the next eight weeks, we will have a closer look, including offshore rugby. Any chance he returns to the Roosters? What what, what amazing job Fletch has done with this rumour in the last 48 hours. Yeah, yeah. When he announced it, we always dismissed it, being like, "Oh, rubbish, whatever." We posted a video about it, and we, in tongue and cheek, we said, "Should we take Fletcher's comments seriously?" Yep. In that he's starting up a rumor. Mm. It's the off season. There's not a whole lot going on at the moment. Mm. Let's drum up any sort of thing and get a feedback. And the text line blew up. The calls blew up. And now it's just, it's gone out of hand. We've um, we've created a monster here. Yeah. Uh, at SCN. I'm going to give it that he he, he will he will return to the NRL. You reckon at, at one point okay. in, in in future, mm. whether or not it's imminently and whether or not it's to the Roosters. I don't know. I can see a way he returns to the Roosters, not with their current lineup though. I reckon Suwali Suwali goes to Rugby Union. Yeah, just do a player swap. Player swap, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he goes to rugby he, he can union. He rugby union, yeah. yeah. I, I th- like that. I think that's the only way that happens. And, of course, yeah. I'm sure offshore rugby, off, uh, you know, overseas rugby would be a good thing for him uh, as well. Uh, what's on for the weekend? Anything exciting? Are you preparing the birthday game all weekend for Monday? No. No, I, I, okay. I, I will not be doing that. No, okay. no um, Not too much. My my best friend, uh, she's going away uh, for two years to Ooh. France. Oh, whereabouts? Um, I think Paris. Very nice. So in Paris. So yep. we're going to be farewelling her off. On on Saturday, big farewell. Uh, I, it's an intimate farewell. Intimate um, farewell. So just a, a couple of, of mates just going out to dinner, and then where that where the night takes us, who knows? Very good. But I don't think anything too big's planned. Very good. Well, Charlie, great stuff this week. What they call you now? Five bucks, six buck, Chuck. Yeah, I think by the end of today, I'll be twenty buck, Chuck. I so think so, and you'll have crossed. to keep that 
name as well. Oh, definitely. Thank you, Charlie. You can go and prepare the birthday game now. We'll Thank hear you from much. you after 6 a.m. with Joel and Fletch, and he'll be back with me uh, next week. 11 and a half past five in New South Wales, 11 and a half past four in Queensland. That big bash update, by the way, uh, which we did with Charlie, was for the Isuzu D-Max. Live your own way in the powerful Isuzu D-Max. Visit your local Isuzu Ute dealer today. Yes, so the Perth Scorchers and the Brisbane Heat will be in the final. That'll be tomorrow night at 7.30pm Sydney time, 6.30pm Queensland time. And I'm interested to get your take on what Charlie had to say um, and my thoughts on it as well. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70 is our open line number. The Big Bash, we've talked to Menas about it. Andrew Menzel from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast over the past few weeks. No doubt a rejuvenation in this year's Big Bash. But has your interest waned a little the longer it has gone on? Has it gone on too long? Uh, look, I think that's been the main criticism of the Big Bash for quite some time, uh, at least over the past four or five years, that it just drags on. Uh, started in mid-December, and we're now at the 3rd of February. It has gone on quite a while. But will you be watching tomorrow night? Uh, who are you favouring, the Scorchers or the Heat? Most people would be favouring the Scorchers. But as I said when we spoke to Matt Donald, who was filling in on Tradies News down in Melbourne uh, last week when we talked about the Big Bash, it's T20 cricket. And as Charlie just said, anything can happen in T20 cricket. Anyway, that final tomorrow night. Looking forward to that one. That's for the Isuzu D-Max. Live your own way in the powerful Isuzu D-Max. Visit your local Isuzu Ute dealer today. Um, and also on the back of uh, Fletcher's rumour, um, and the potential of Roger Tuivasa-Sheikh returning to rugby league. We'll see what happens uh, with that. What player, uh, whether he's gone to rugby union or maybe he's retired, what player would you love to see be playing in this current NRL era? Who would you love to see? Could be someone like an Andrew Johns. Could be someone from a long, lot longer uh, ago than that. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Which... Retired player, maybe a player that's gone uh, to rugby union, although there hasn't been too many of them recently. Would you love to be seen playing in the 2023 season, maybe from a complete different era, maybe just to see how they would go uh, in this era? 0457 736 736. And uh, what is your weekend forecast? Anything catching your eye on for the weekend of sport? It is a little quiet this weekend. Of course, we've got the Big Bash final, we've got NBL, we've got the A-League uh, no uh, rugby league, of course, this weekend. We've got a couple of uh, pre-season weekends coming up over the next couple of weeks. Speaking of which, just before a break, the Penrith Panthers, who just the other day announced the signing or the re-signing of Liam Martin, uh, he is now injured. Uh, and they've suffered a significant blow to their pursuit of being crowned world champions for the first time in 56 years with a Ford Liam Martin suffering a shoulder injury. So he's in serious doubt of missing out on the Panthers side that will face St. Helens in the World Club Challenge on the 18th of February. So that's in a couple of weeks at Penrith. Uh, the New South Wales State of Origin Ford is understood to have suffered an AC joint injury during a, uh, doing a wrestling session earlier this week. Uh, Ivan Cleary is planning on taking a cautious approach to the club's pre-season fixtures by not playing any player with a niggle or injury in the lead-up to the season proper. The Panthers, they're also scheduled to trial against Parramatta next Saturday before turning their focus to the World Club Challenge. Uh, they'll be taking on St. Helens, as I say, on February 18. Uh, COVID has been, it's been almost three years since the last World Club Challenge. In fact, the last team to win 
the World Club Challenge. It's still the Roosters uh, back in 2020 after they won the competition back in 2019. So it's been a few years. Uh, the Panthers, they have never won the World Club Challenge title after being defeated by Wigan in 1991 and Bradford in 2004 in their only two previous attempts. Uh, 8,000 tickets so far have been sold for the clash on Feb 18. I imagine there'll be a lot more than that when it gets closer to the time. Uh, and we'll talk more about the pre-season challenge, the All-Stars match, the World Club Challenge next week on the show. And we'll also start our preview of all eight or 17 clubs uh, in the NRL next week as well as we get a bit closer to the beginning of the season. 0457 736 736, your take on the Big Bash. Which player would you like to see back in the NRL from a previous era? 1300 01 1170 0457 736 736. In about 15 minutes, we're going to preview a big weekend of EPL with John Gallo. But on the other side of this, we'll cross to America and get the latest from Chris Perkins. It is 16 past five in New South Wales, 16 past four in Queensland. This is Tradies News in a nutshell. 20 and a half past five in New South Wales, 20 and a half past four in Queensland. NBL last night, the break is 91. Over the Hawks, 81. Two games tonight. The 36ers taking on the Sydney Kings. That'll be at 7.30 p.m. Sydney time, 6.30 p.m. Queensland time. And then also tonight at 9.30 p.m., the Wildcats take on the Taipans. That is the NBL. Uh, last night and tonight, another big weekend in the basketball. 0457 736 736, the text number. You can call 1300 01 1170. Time to cross to America now. We do this for McKinney. Makita, this season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Chris Perkins is on the line. Morning to you, Chris. Well, good morning. Happy Thursday. It is Groundhog Day here in the United States. Mm. And according to Punxsutawney Phil, he saw his shadow this morning. We have six more weeks of winter. Everybody right now is uh, looking up recipes on Google for <laughs> Groundhog Stew because uh, we're sick mm. of winter. Uh, are you sick? Okay, so what's the temperature there at the moment, Chris? Uh, where I'm at, I'm at just outside St. Louis. Temperature currently about uh, three degrees Celsius. See, see, that's in my mind not too bad. It, it's twelve twenty in the afternoon, though. Yeah. Uh, it, it is winter time. Mm. This, the, these are about average temperatures, but in a lot of the country, it's been a brutal winter. We cannot wait until March when it's spring. Well, I was in the UK a couple of months back, and it was they had one of those cold snaps. I think they get every uh, two or three months over winter. They get it two or three times. Uh, I think one particular day or a couple of days, it was felt like, I don't care about the real temperature, the actual temperature felt like minus six or minus seven right throughout the day. So that's, that's pretty cold. That's called a balmy day in some parts of the country <laughs> here in the United States in January. But I guess you're you're hitting the cold snap made up for my trip to the UK when I got to experience their hottest weather on record when it got to forty in London. Yeah, condolences on that one. I think you I think you picked a bad time, bad time to go. See, oh, I, brutal. See, I, I prefer the cooler weather. I'm not, I'm just not a summer person, so I actually didn't mind the minus six, minus seven days. I thought it was quite nice actually. Okay. Fair, fair, fair enough. It, it, what, uh, pick your poison. I will take a nice spring day mm. when it's about 22 degrees. Yep. I'll take that every day, every day of the year. Yeah, No, I do like spring. I do like spring. Uh, however, we're not a weather show, uh, so let's get talking yeah. into uh, sport. Uh, now, no... Uh, NFL as such this weekend, of course, uh, the Super Bowl team still preparing for that game in 10 days' time. But the Pro Bowl activities start tonight. 
yeah, no, yeah, no real game. This is kind of a let your hair down week for mm. for everybody in the NFL in, in anticipation of starting Monday, the hype for Super Bowl week, mm. which will which will rev into overdrive starting on Monday. But no, Pro Bowl going on, and it's basically an all. Think of it as the All Star game for for the NFL, and it used to be out in Hawaii, and the players would come out. It would be an actual football game as close to a football game as you can get when you don't hit anybody even though you have pads and helmets on uh the nfl's kind of leaning into that no hitting thing this year and they're just going to play flag football this year at, at the pro bowl uh that that'll be on sunday but tonight they have the skills competition and there's some really cool events that they're going to be doing tonight mm. uh one of them it, it it's one of the events they do, they're going to be doing a best catch event, which is basically the NFL's equivalent of the NBA slam dunk contest, where you're going to have wide receivers who are going to go out, try to catch passes, but they're going to do it, uh, do tricks with them. Oh, that so I'm, I'm really interested to see this. Uh, the participants in that one have been, uh, have been announced. You got uh, Patrick Chertain of the Broncos. Stephon Diggs of the Buffalo Bills. You got Amon Ronsay Brown of the Lions. Justin Jefferson of the Vikings mm. are, are going to take part in that. Uh, you've got precision passing, which is a quarterback skill. It's exactly what it sounds like. You're hitting, tar- you're trying to hit targets. Uh, they're going to have a longest drive contest, so we're going to get a little bit of golfing as well. Uh, with with uh, looks like a well, and it's a it's a mixed bag of who's going to take part in that. Uh, you got uh, kickers, you got some return specialists, tight ends, kind of a mixed bag of who's going to take part in that. Uh, but yeah, just a lot of fun events. Uh, the personal favorite of everybody, though, is either everybody's year seven greatest memory of school or worst nightmare. They play dodgeball. Dodgeball. And okay. they're going to do that tonight as well. So it, you're going to have football players playing dodgeball tonight. Is that your favorite memory or worst memory of school, Chris? Oh, I love I love playing dodgeball. Get you know, you know, you know, get those those big red rubber balls in your hand. Just chuck them as hard as you can. That 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 was my favorite memory of gym class all through school. Playing dodgeball. Starting to see a vicious side of you, Chris. Uh, now uh, we. <laughs> As I said, 10 days away from the Super Bowl, but uh, there has been some coaching movement in the NFL. Yeah, the big one was uh, Sean Payton, who left the uh, Saints after the pre- after the 2021 season, still under contract to the Saints. Uh, the reports are that he's going to become the head coach of the Denver Broncos. The mm. Broncos are having to send compensation to the Saints. And it looks like it's going to be like a, a first round and a, a first round pick this year, and a fourth round pick uh, next year uh, to to get Sean or a second round pick next year to get Sean Payton back uh, or in, back into coaching with the Denver Broncos. And it's kind of interesting because the Broncos had sent their first round pick this year to Seattle in the Russell Wilson trade, but they made another trade for a, with Miami to pick up uh, a first-round pick that originally belonged to San Francisco. So the first-round pick New Orleans is getting for Sean Payton has uh, racked up the frequent flyer miles from Frisco to Miami to Denver and now to New Orleans. So uh, that's one of the moves, uh, one of the coaching moves that uh, has been made. Also, Frank Reich, the former head coach of the the Indianapolis Colts, who was fired during this season – uh, has been named the or is going to be the head coach in Carolina. Um, so 
he goes from the unemployment line back into a into a job pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and also, the defensive coordinator in San Francisco is um, is going to become the head coach of the Houston Texans. He'll be the Texans' fourth coach in four seasons. They they fired two. They they fired their last two coaches uh, after only one season, and he's going to try to buck the trend. D'Amico Ryan's the uh, defensive coordinator in San Francisco. Of course, San Francisco, great defense, top-ranked defense in the in the league this year. So he's going to get a shot uh, as a head coach at the rebuilding Houston Texans. Don't you think coaching would be a tough gig, uh, Chris? Not just the job itself in whatever sport, but there really is, and look, there's a lot of interest, industries with not a lot of job security, but that would have to be one of the top ones where you just don't know, unless you're a really successful coach and uh, winning premierships, making finals all the time, or winning Super Bowls all the time. Um, it would be a tough gig. It, it, it totally is. And, yeah, there is absolutely no job security in, in, in coaching, especially at the NFL level. Now, uh, thankfully for Ryan's, he has a six-year contract. So he he's going to get paid all the money that he's owed, even if he's fired by the by by the Texans after one year, which again has been their pattern with their last two head coaches. So at least he'll have some financial security uh, if, if things go sideways for him. Uh, and finally, before we let you go, LeBron James is closing in on the scoring record. Eighty-nine points away from the most iconic record in the in the National Basketball Association. That is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's uh, career points record. Like I said, he's eighty-nine points away. The Lakers play the Indiana Pacers in Indianapolis tonight. Mm. Uh, they've got one more road game after that, and then they play two straight at home next week, uh, Tuesday night against Oklahoma City. And then thir- next Thursday night, a week from tonight, against the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm figuring it's go- he's gonna break the record uh, against the Bucks uh, next Thursday night. Uh, and if he averages 30 points a game these next three games, he'll break the record late against Oklahoma City. But I'm leaning more toward him breaking it uh, against Milwaukee next Thursday night. But uh, when he breaks it, you can guarantee for a while kind of like when uh, Steph Curry hit his hit his uh, record-breaking three-pointer all right you figure there will be ceremonies like that uh next week when LeBron breaks the record out in LA all right you're predicting it to be next week we'll wait and see Chris what's on for the weekend anything exciting uh work I've got one more week out on the road and then I'm home next weekend for a long weekend to uh, take in the Super Bowl so I'll be uh, yes. sitting at home uh Watching watching the big game on my big screen TV, I cannot wait. Good to hear, but we will chat a couple of times before that. We'll speak to you next Tuesday. Have a good weekend. Uh, sounds good. Have a good day. Chris Perkins in America. He'll be back with me on Tuesday morning. That's all for Makita. This season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Just before I get to a text on 0457 736 736, you can call the open line anytime as well. 1300 01 1170. The St. George Illawarra Dragons, who most people are predicting definitely not to make the top eight this year. A lot of people and predicting them potentially to win uh, the Wooden Spoon. Well, their preseason has gone from bad to worse, uh, with news yesterday coming out that Jack Bird is now requiring uh, requiring surgery uh, after the club missed out on Brodie Croft due to a transfer 
fee demanded uh, from his Super League club, Salford. Uh, so it comes after the regular number six, uh, Teta Amone, well, uh, Junior Amone, was stood down under the NRL's no-fault stand-down policy. Uh, while the other option, Jaded Sullivan, as we know, suffered a hamstring injury in the preseason. So the Sydney Morning Herald reports Bird suffered a knee injury at training that requires a minor clean-out uh, today. So Bird spoke to the Sydney Morning Herald. He revealed there was no damage to his ACL, thankfully, which has twice required surgery in the past and ruled him out for extended periods. He said, I got through training on Monday and I was doing some extra kicking at the end when I felt a little click in my knee. It didn't buckle. I've done the left knee twice, but I spoke with the doctor and he said the ACL was good. Both ACLs are strong. Uh, the stitch that was holding down, uh, the meniscus has come loose. I'll go in uh, on Friday. It's just a clean out. I'll be right to go by round two, which is good uh, because obviously they've got the buy in round one. He'll miss uh, any of the preseason matches, which I believe they've got against St. Helens. And then, of course, uh, the charity shield. Now, he only started training at 5'8 two weeks ago. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. He's, uh, he asked Coach Anthony Griffin whether it's going to be a quick fix or a long-term thing, and Griffin apparently replied with, I just watch you training there, and I've been training there since. So we'll see what happens with Jack Bird once the season gets underway, at least he'll be back hopefully for round two, but definitely their pre-season disrupted. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, our open line number, asking you the big bash, have you enjoying it this year? Have you been into it more uh, than the past few years? Or has your interest waned over the past few weeks uh, since some of the players, the star players have left and of course the Australian Open? Um, and this text from Yeovil Truman, I said I'd get to this yesterday, uh, but it's a good text, so I thought I'd do it today. He goes, hi Dan, uh, you had a discussion earlier this week about the greatest male tennis player of all time. Uh, he did some more reading on this and want to throw up a name that is rarely mentioned, Ken Rosewell. Uh, whilst he only won eight Grand Slam singles titles, he was banned for 12 years, during which time he won 15 pro majors, and they only played three majors a year at that time, so arguably has the equivalent of 23 major titles. And if there were four pro majors in a year, could have been pushing 30 titles. Throw in 24 major doubles titles, and you have another player that is worthy of GOAT status, although almost is never considered that one from the Yeovil Trim. And he also adds, uh, from 1963 to 67, all 15 pro majors were, uh, were won by Rod Laver or Ken Rosewell. And this shows that even though Rod Laver is often mentioned in the GOAT discussions, Rosewell was definitely uh, his equal, certainly his equal. Thank you, Yeovil Tribune. Great uh, research. Keep those texts coming in 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. On the other side of this, we'll talk football with John Gallo. It is 25 and a half to 6 in New South Wales, 25 and a half to 5 in Queensland. Yeah, it is. Joel and James Magnuson coming up with breakfast after 6 a.m. For listeners through Queensland, you'll get the first hour of them and then Patton Heels from 6 a.m. a local time. Don't forget, Fossey and Brandy return Monday week next week in the chair, Julian King and Jaleesa Apps. Time to talk football now with Jonathan Gallo. He's on the line. Good morning to you, John. 
Good morning, Dan. Happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday to you too. The English Premier League returning this weekend. We'll talk about that in just a second, but I just want to talk to you about Harry Souter, the news coming through uh, during the middle of the week that he's going to be joining Leicester City for quite a lot of money and uh, the transfer fee quite a lot as well. Uh, was one of the standouts for the Socceroos during the recent World Cup at the back end of last year. That's a pretty impressive uh, move for him getting to go and play for Leicester City. Yeah, it is, absolutely. And particularly when, if you followed his career a little bit earlier on, when he first went over to the UK, he suffered quite a bad injury. I think it was a leg break from memory that kept him out for, for quite a while at Stoke. And he, he struggled then to get back into the starting squad, but he eventually did exactly that, then put in a great performance, obviously, in the World Cup for the Socceroos. And mm. that's obviously got the attention of uh, Brendan Rogers, the Leicester City manager, who's done his homework on, on Suta. He said he called a few people in the game that he, he you know, respected a lot. And they also great things about him. And uh, since meeting him, he's been very impressed in the last week what he's been able to, to speak about and what he's been able to do on the training pitch. Uh, £23 million has been the transfer fee. So it's a bit of a hefty fee. But uh, obviously, he'll have a point to prove. I think he gives the, the Foxes exactly what they need. Defensively, they've been leaking goals all over the place. Uh, so I think he'll fill the gap very, very well. And I think from a attacking point of view as well, for corners and set piece situations, he's very tall. I think he's about six foot four, six foot five. So he's got a very uh, towering figure about him. Uh, I'm sure he'll add a lot to their attacking prowess as well. So uh, a great signing by Leicester City. And hopefully, for Brendan Rodgers' sake, he can help them stay up in the Premier League. Yeah, he suffered an ACL injury, it was, John, uh, back on November 11, 2021. And I vaguely remember there was a lot of talk about whether he'd be actually fit for the World Cup. It does take quite a while to come back from the ACL injury. And he came back and he was one of the stars. And I think, yeah, he'll be a good signing for Leicester City. Now, uh, the EPL back in action this weekend. Of course, last weekend we had the FA Cup. Just just before we go through those matches, and look, a lot of these teams take part in the FA Cup anyway, but is there much disruption in the EPL? Obviously, we had the, what, month or so off during the World Cup, which was not normal. That's the first time that's ever happened. But this on-again, off-again off stuff, do you reckon that hurts teams sometimes? I think it does in a way, but, um, you know, I think particularly with the World Cup this, this time round, that was a big stop and start gap for a lot of the teams to, to adjust to, and I think they're still trying to adjust to it even now. Um, but, yeah, I think previously they were just, you know, loaded with games week after week after week, some of them playing mm. three or four games in the space of a, a five-day turnaround. So I suppose the benefit of having this stop start is at least the players can rest a little bit, particularly those that didn't feature in the World Cup, so it gives them a bit of a, an advantage. Um, and get the, the squad fit again. So I suppose there is some pros to it, um, and there is obviously some cons, but that's always going to be the case. So it just depends on how you look at it. I think for the FA Cup, it was a great tournament. It doesn't probably have the uh, impact that it used to have, but I think a lot of teams now can focus on the Premier League and get on with it for the rest of the season. All right, let's go through some of these games. Tomorrow morning, uh, the next round kicks off at 7 a.m. That's Sydney time. Chelsea up against Fulham, and it's one of the rare times in a long time, maybe ever, I don't know, that Fulham is actually higher up on the table than Chelsea. Yes, well, these these two teams faced each other probably about about three or four weeks ago from memory, and... uh, Fulham got them over the line then. I think it was 1-0 for memory. It was a result, and uh, it was fantastic for Marco Silva to achieve what he's been able to achieve at Fulham, actually. I think he's done a terrific job there, and he's brought in some great young talent to come in there as well. And I think for Chelsea, I mean, they've come in with a huge spending spree in uh, in the January transfer market. £600 million been spent on uh, on about 10 new signings. 
that Graham Potter now has at his disposal. Whether Graham Potter wants all 10 of those new players or not, we'll be wait, wait and see. But I think it's going to be interesting to see how Chelsea go in this game. I think all those new signings coming at once can sometimes disrupt the playing group a little bit and just break up that stability and that cohesion as well. Uh, but also, they're great players, no doubt. Fulham will have to obviously respond and try and hold their ground defensively because I suspect that Chelsea will come at them from the start. Uh, but I, I think it's a tough game to call. I am slightly leaning towards a draw, though. I think there's two even teams. I think the draw would be a, a good result for both teams. I think that's the way it will pan out. Tale of two different stories of the season tomorrow night at 11.30. Everton uh, battling relegation up against league leaders Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal four wins out of the last five and a draw, whereas Everton had four losses and one draw in the last five games. And that sees them down near the bottom of the table in the relegation zone. Obviously, Frank Lampard's been given the sack since then. Um, and now they've brought in the new manager, the favourite, Sean Dyche, to get the job. He's come in there in the last week and he's been on the training ground taking notes from players and looking at the uh, the, the current playing group. And he, he says he's got enough talent there in the current playing group to keep them up. Uh, I think this is a bit of a danger game for, for Arsenal, if I'm honest, because Coulson Park is never an easy place to play. It's always crowded. It's always packed. The atmosphere is always going all the time. Uh, but then when you've got Everton against the back of the wall and you've got Sean Dyche added to this, uh, to this managerial position, I think that's going to really spark a lot of these Evertonian players and, and I think certainly the fans as well. I think it's going to be a draw. I think Arsenal might slip up in this mm-hmm. one. As much as Arteta will try and focus on the playing group, that, that, that noise and the atmosphere around Goodison, the excitement now that Sean Dyche is there. And Sean Dyche is a very similar manager to the way the Evertonian fans are as, as, a, as a fan group. He's very passionate. He's very determined. He's very loud. So that's really going to add to it. I think they'll make it very difficult for Arsenal. So I suspect a draw to be, to be my pick. All right, a stack of games at 2 a.m. on Sunday morning. We'll just go through a couple of them. Just your quick tip in Brighton-Bournemouth. I'm going Brighton on this one. They've been fantastic all season. Manchester United have had a very good season. They go uh, to well, they host Crystal Palace at Old Trafford. How do you see this one going? Yeah, I'm going with uh, with United. They've only had one loss in the last five games. I think they'll be good enough to, to see Palace through. All right, Manchester United, Old Trafford to beat Crystal Palace. Uh, Brentford up against Southampton. You've got to back Brentford. I think Thomas Frank's doing a wonderful job. Southampton in the relegation dogfight. I think that will uh, continue, unfortunately. I think Brentford will be too good. Now, this one is a very interesting one. Liverpool up against Wolves. We know Liverpool have not had a very good season by their standards. They're back in action Sunday morning at 2am. Can they turn things around against Wolves? Well, they played Wolves in the uh, EFL Cup about a week ago, two weeks ago now, and won 1-0 in a tight affair. It was a tight game. I think uh, a similar type of game, I think, and a similar type of result as well. I think Liverpool might just scrape through, but it'll be very, very difficult, particularly Wolves at home. They won't make it easy either. Yeah, should be an interesting one. Also, 2 a.m. Sunday morning, Aston Villa up against Leicester City. Yeah, big game this. Hopefully, we'll see Harry Suter take part in this game. Uh, I think it'll be very, very difficult to split the two teams. I think, you know, Emery's done a great job with Villasins coming in. They've had, you know, four wins and a draw in the last four games heading into it. That's the City have been, you know, four losses and one draw in the last five games. So they haven't picked up a win and they've been really, really desperate for, for three points. I'm suspecting probably Aston Villa, if I had to lean to it, I think it'd be a tight one, one nil result. Uh, Newcastle West Ham, this is Sunday morning, 4.30am. This is all Sydney time. Well, Newcastle have been probably the team at the moment in the Premier League in terms of the form. I think they've been unbeaten now, 18, 19 games. It's been a quite unbelievable run. Then the FAL Cup final as of yesterday. 
the first time since 1969. We've got opportunity to win a trophy. So the, the, the buzz that Eddie Howe's created at Newcastle United has been absolutely fantastic. David Moyes of West Ham at the moment on the other side has been completely opposite. They've been struggling all season long, hovering in around relegation, uh, really underwhelming performances as well. And they've only had one win the last five games heading to this one. I'm going to back Newcastle. I think Newcastle will be too good. And the fact that Newcastle are at home as well, I think will add to it. So, get, uh, Newcastle for the win. Two games on Monday. Just quickly, your tip, Nottingham Forest Leeds United. I'm going with Nottingham Forest. I think they'll be too good at home. And the big one, and, uh, yeah, the big one Monday at 3.30 a.m., Tottenham hosting Man City. Yeah, this one's a huge one, I think. I think, remember, about three or four weeks ago, Tottenham leading 2-0 at half time, and then suddenly City called them back and scored four in the space of 45 minutes. Um, look, oh, I think you've got to back with City on this one. I think it's very, very hard to see how Tottenham will uh, go through. And obviously... You know, Conte on the sideline either. Conte's been uh, put into hospital for surgery. He's got an illness, apparently, of some description that he requires immediate surgery. So that's quite a scary time for Tottenham at the moment. But wish him all the best. But I do think without Conte on the sideline and the way that he got beaten three or four weeks ago against City, I think that will be in the back of their mind. So I think City by at least two or three goals. And just on that game as well, we'll have coverage of that on SEN on the early hours of Monday morning. Uh, so my show will start at 5.30am, just a quick half an hour show after that big match between Tottenham and Man City. So that Monday morning into my show, Into Breakfast with Julian and Jaleesa. Uh, the A-League this weekend, tonight, 7.45 Melbourne victory, taking on Wellington Phoenix. We've got a few games tomorrow. Melbourne City will host... MacArthur, Sydney FC uh, back at Allianz will play the Central Coast Mariners. That will be at 5 p.m. tomorrow night. Also tomorrow, 7.45, Adelaide up against Brisbane. Uh, Perth Glory up against the Newcastle Jets. That'll, that'll be at 10.30 tomorrow night. And one game on Sunday, that will be Western Sydney Wanderers up against Western United. John, thank you. Great stuff. Any plans for the weekend? No, no plans as yet, mate. Uh, I don't know what we'll be doing this weekend, actually, so we'll have to wait and see uh, when the missus gets up. But, yeah, I've got no plans myself. So, uh, yes, quite exciting, really. Yeah, sounds thrilling. Well, sounds, yeah. sounds thrilling, sounds thrilling yeah. John. Sounds... Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Quite quite sad, actually, isn't it? But anyway, that's the way it is. A bit so, depressing, really. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you, John. Well, you'll be watching a lot of the English Premier League because we will talk again oh, on Tuesday absolutely. and review it all. Thank you, mate. All right, mate. Take care. John Gallo on the line talking football. He'll be back with me next Tuesday. We'll take a break on the other side of this back to wrap it up with your texts. It is 10 minutes to 6 in New South Wales, 10 to 5 in Queensland. Breakfast not too far away. Let's finish off uh, the week, at least on my show, with some texts, although I'm sure I'll be repeating all of what I've said in the last hour to Joel and James after six. But uh, this from Jason on the text, 0457 736 736. Uh, Dan, the Big Bash has to be finished the week before school goes back. Uh, I agree with that. Hopefully next year that can happen uh, with less games. Yeah, 43 games next year as opposed to 61. Don't agree, Ray, the Australian Open couldn't get through one game. Uh, boring is the only way to describe it. Tennis players are the most pampered sports people in the world. Can't watch it. That from Jason in Windsor. I uh, agree with you on the Big Bash. I think it has to be done. Uh, much earlier. It just goes on for too long. And the Trook Man also says, Hi, Dan. The Big Bash should have been finished a week ago. We would have seen Steve Smith, etc., playing until the final. Surely it can't be that hard for Cricket Australia. Well, we'll wait and see uh, what happens with the Big Bash schedule next week. Thank you for all your texts today and this week. Coming up on Breakfast with Joel and James Magnuson, one of their special guests is going to be Greg Alexander uh, making an appearance uh, 
he seems to have been having a never-ending holiday, but he'll be on the show today with uh, Joel and also James Magnuson. Thanks for your company. I'll be back with you Monday morning, slightly later time of 5.30. Have a great weekend. News and then breakfast. I'll see you Monday.